Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time, I would like to personally welcome you to Sheology 101 Lessons for Living Fearlessly Authentic. I am so glad that you have decided to listen in today as we continue our series of Are You a Bag Lady? This is where we take self-inventory and identify those things that are keeping us from having the life that God has intended for us to have. So, but before we get started, I would like to invite you to subscribe to this podcast. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Sheology and let me know your thoughts um, on the content. Um, I'll be sending out announcements and the events that'll be coming up in the near future. So head on over and subscribe to the podcast and to my social media pages. Um, I hope that everyone is staying safe by practicing social distancing. Um, I know that in certain areas that they are lifting quarantines and so forth and so on. But I really want to encourage you to continue to wear your mask um, and take any other precautions, precautions necessary to keep you and your family safe. And most of all, make sure that every day you are allowed to wake up, thank God and ask him to continue to cover and protect your family. So um, with that being said, let's get started. Each week, um, we've been taking time to dig deep and identify all of this old baggage that we have been carrying and keeping hidden in the back of the closets of our mind. As we identify each of these bags, we should be making a conscious effort and a commitment that we're going to let them go. So what is old baggage? What does that look like? These are the issues and obstacles from our past, which really we can't change it, but they are accompanied by some residual feelings. And this old baggage it really consumes energy that might otherwise we would be able to use for good, for self-improvement, for progress. But more importantly, this old baggage limits our ability to move forward towards the life that God has designed for us to live. So, so far we have identified five bags that have been weighing us down and we have made the commitment to letting go and that's the past regrets the toxic relationships the doubts about our abilities taking criticism and rejection personally and last week we talked about fear so this week the bag that we are committing ourselves to letting go is the expectation of failure Now, I need you to remember that expecting to fail is very different than accepting failure. When you accept failure, you accept that it is a part of your journey towards an end goal, but it's not the end. But when you expect failure, you end the journey before it even starts. And this mindset will destroy you and the vision that God has for you. Expecting failure will keep you from fully committing 
to your progress and your goal because you are constantly looking for something to go wrong, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a new business, you live your life always expecting the worst, even when the worst is not even an option. Each time we have an idea or a goal, we begin to self-sabotage by stating all of the negative things that could possibly happen and we haven't started yet. So we talk about um, relationships and when we've had a bad relationship or a toxic relationship, that residual effect is that all men are the same or all women are the same or you know all people are the same I'm going to get hurt because all men or all women cheat it's just a part of the process so when we come into a good relationship a healthy relationship we are constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop we're constantly suspect of our partners because the residual effect of that bad relationship, that failed relationship, stays with us and we don't ever let it go. So God gives us a vision for a new business, a new book, a new relationship, a new message. And before we make one move, we have already talked ourselves out of succeeding. We make excuses as to why it will fail. I don't have enough money to start a new business. Nobody wants to read my book. Um, I know that if I get into this relationship with this guy, he's just going to use me or he's going to take my money or all of this stuff. We expect failure. Now, this particular kind of baggage, I believe, was given to us. Maybe it was a parent that told you how disappointed they were that you chose not to become a doctor and that they had hoped that you would be this great uh, physician. Maybe it was a teacher that didn't recognize that you had a different way of learning and compared you to other kids in the class and made you feel like a failure because you didn't have great grades. Somewhere, someone instilled in us that failure is not an option and that if we are not living up to their expectations, then we have failed. Now, I said that they think we failed because we didn't live up to their expectation. It is often not even our own expectations that we are trying to live up to that make us feel as if we failed. It is the expectation of others, our parents, our spouse, our teachers, our professors, um, our grandparents, our, our job, our boss. It is always that expectation that kind of overrides our own expectations for ourselves. And when we don't meet these expectations, we feel like we're a failure. Some of us live by the saying that failure is not an option. But I'm here to dispute that quote and tell you that failure is inevitable. Everyone fails. It is what you do once you have failed that is important. Giving up should never be an option. Quitting is never an option. Hopelessness is not 
an option, especially for the believer, because we know where our help comes from. Even when we do fail, our Father in heaven is there to help us up and strengthen us for the rest of our journey. Now let's talk about failure. Failure, as much as it hurts, is an important part of life. I believe that failure in some instances is even necessary. Believe me, I have failed more times than I would like to admit. And I'm not talking about little, small, teeny failures. I'm talking about the kind of failures that rock your world like an 8.7 earthquake on the Richter scale and completely destroyed my world. I mean, everything around it, relationship, money, um, even my mental health was destroyed by some of the failures that I have encountered. And not just once, but many times over. But I learned, although it wasn't until recently, that through my failures, I became a better person. It almost seemed as if God allowed some of my failures to happen because I wasn't listening to the message and the warnings that he was giving me the whole time. God has given each of us a gift, the gift of free will. But with that gift comes great responsibility and there's some instructions, the fine print. We have to be prepared to face the consequences when we make decisions that do not align with God's plan. So oftentimes, God will use this great teacher called failure to chip away at all of the excess, stripping down our egos as it molds and shapes us through divine intentions. Think about it this way. Without failure, we'd be less capable of compassion and empathy and kindness and great achievement. When we think about failure, we think most of the time as it being negative. We say that failure is painful and that it causes emotional turmoil and upset. And it, it inflicts this agonizing pain of guilt and regret and remorse. I mean, this may be true, but think of it this way. When a baby is first learning to walk, they fall down many, many times. Sometimes they may cry. They may even hurt themselves. But this, in fact, is still a failure because they still haven't learned how to walk. But ask that child's mother about that baby's ability to walk. And I'm telling you, she's going to declare that her baby will walk one day. And even though that they might fall down many times, you will not be able to convince her that her baby will not walk. So why is this mother so confident that her baby will walk? Of course, we all know the answer to that. We know that falling down and failing while learning to walk is just a part of life. So why isn't failure at other things seen this way? Why is it that when we fail, it has a tendency to stop our growth stop our progress and totally shut us down. Maybe it's because we tend to celebrate the successes 
rather than highlighting the epic journey each of us takes towards success. Journeys that are filled with trials and tribulations and upsets and setbacks and failures. Recently, I read an article that changed my perspective regarding failure. It said that we should view failure as a stepping stone and that there are five very powerful life lessons that failure helps to teach and instill in us. The first lesson is experience. We gain experience from every failure. What happens when you fail? When we go through something, we walk away with a first-hand knowledge that it will either teach us what to do or it will teach us what not to do. The second lesson is knowledge. Failure brings with it an important first-hand knowledge. The knowledge can be used in the future to overcome the same failure that inflicted so much pain in the first place. Nothing can replace the knowledge gained from failure. Lesson number three is resilience. Failing in life helps to build resilience. The more we fail, the more resilient we become. In order to achieve great success, we must know and understand and grab hold of the concept of resilience. Because if we think that we're going to succeed on the first try or even the first few tries, then we're sure to set ourselves up for far more painful failure. Lesson four, growth. When we fail, we grow and mature as human beings. We reach deeper meanings and understandings about our lives, our surroundings, everything about us, and why we're doing the things that we're doing. This helps us to reflect and take things into perspective, developing meaning from painful situations. Life is designed for us to grow and improve. Growth is a fundamental part of us. Without growth, we can't improve. Lesson five is value. One of the biggest lessons that we can learn from life's failures is the necessity to create and spread an exceedingly high amount of value. In fact, value lies at the heart of success and the lack of value is a fundamental pillar to failure. And thinking about your past failures, think about how much you how much value you brought to the table. Could you have offered more value? Would that have prevented the failure? When you learn to create immense value and do so consistently, you will eventually succeed. So now that we have established that failure is just a part of life, it is a part of our process, it is a part of our growth, it is a part of 
all of the things that get us to where, again, that focus on what God has given us, the talent, what he's given us and in the direction that he wants us to go into. So maybe we should also think about how do we recover from this failure? I mean, there are many ways to recover, but once you understand what failure is and how it's meant to serve you rather than hinder you, you free up your mind and you open up your heart to experience the joy of failure. And yes, I know it sounds really crazy. Joy. Nobody gets joy from failing. Eh. When we are going through failure, it's harder to to understand the importance of it. We can't see the forest for the trees, so to speak. When there's a fire threatening to burn down the whole village, but that's just what we have to do. So if you failed in life, hopefully you better understand the importance of failing and failing often. But how do you recover from the failure? There are a few ways to do this. The first way I suggest is don't listen to anybody who tells you they knew you were going to fail. Oh, you know, there are going to be people who say, I told you so. I knew that idea was stupid. I knew you shouldn't have done that. Oh, you shouldn't have opened that. Oh, you're just wasting your time. You should have listened to me. Please ignore those people. The second way is to understand that it's okay to fail. This is probably a harder lesson because nobody wants to admit to failure. But you have to understand that it's okay. One of the best ways to recover from failure is to understand that it's all right to fail. It is okay to fail. What's not okay is giving up. What's not okay is stopping. What is not okay is throwing in the towel. You can fail, but never give up. Even if you fail, and that failure is like the most extremely painful failure you've ever felt in your life, it's not okay to give up. Keep failing over and over again if you have to, but keep doing it until you succeed. Because remember, every time you fail, you should be learning something new. Every time you fail, you should be growing. Every time you fail, you should have a new insight on what you're doing wrong. Pushing forward and not giving up is quite possibly one of the best ways to recover from failure. Remember, it's not true failure unless you give up forever. The next thing I want you to do is to realize... Once you understand, realize it's okay to fail. Although we associate failure with pain, we have to realize that contrary to what we have been taught, it is okay. Failure will take you on a journey that you might not want to go on. But the reality of the situation is that those journeys will help to mold and shape you into the person that God has called you to be. Another tool that we use when it comes to uh, recovering from failure is use your failure as le leverage. If you have failed in life, and we all have, you can use that as leverage to not only recover from your failure, but to propel you forward into your destiny and the calling that God has placed on your life. Failure can be a great 
platform for growth. In fact, I believe that failure is the great platform for growth. So what I would like you to do is in your spare time and in your quiet time when you're meditating or you're, you know, praying or um, when you're taking time for yourself is to sit down and write out what you failed at. Identify it, look at it, and then write why you think you failed. Did you have a deep enough meaning to your goal in the past? What could you have done differently, if anything? And how will you tackle those failures in the future when you are faced with them again? How will you learn from the past to help shape a bigger and a better future? Failure isn't the end of the road as long as you don't give up. If you still believe in your goals, you can use the failure as leverage to push past the old limitations of your past. And finally, revisit your goals. Sit down and think about what is it that I am trying to do? Where is it that God is leading me? Where is it? What project has God blessed me with a vision for? Revisit that goal from the past and look at just how clear you were with your goals. I wanted to start a women's nonprofit organization almost uh, almost 20 years ago. And every single time I came up against a roadblock, I would stop. I never really looked at why it failed or why I didn't go through with it. I just, I had this, this stumbling block in front of me and I just couldn't get over it. Every time um, I would, my, my children would say, oh, mommy, you know, you can do that or yeah, that would be great. It was just this massive vision that God had gave me. And every time I sat down to write about it, I write out the business plan and God began to lead me into directions of people that, you know, knew how to write grants and all of this stuff. And I never, ever, ever, ever took advantage of any of it because I was so stuck on the residual feelings of failure that I just could not pass, push through to the other side. I could not imagine and envision myself doing this great thing that God has instilled in me because of my own limitations, because I felt I wasn't good enough, because I had excuses as to nobody is going to fund this kind of project. Nobody's going to do this. I don't have any money. I don't have an education. All of these things, that residual emotional connection to failure follows me and kept at me and I never took the time to use it as my platform, as my leverage. And I didn't learn the lesson. And every time I would fail, I never really looked at the lesson. What is it that you're not doing, Kim? What is it that you're not planning? Is it all everybody else's fault or is some of that responsibility as to why you have not completed 
this this goal you have is that reasoning because you're still attached to some residual feelings of failure that you haven't let go it brings me to today with this podcast and with sheology and all of those things every single day I fight through that residual feelings of failure those, those thoughts of no one wants to listen to me or I don't know what I'm doing and all of this stuff. But now I have revisited my goals. I've revisited the past failures and I've looked at what is it that kept me from doing what I'm doing now back then. Sometimes failure results from not setting your goals in the right way. And more often than not, your failure comes when you don't align yourself with what God has called you to do. To recover from failure, you revisit your goals, you redefine them, you spend the time necessary to analyze and adjust them where necessary. Finally, you never, ever, ever use failures and as an excuse to play the victim. You are not a victim. You are a child of God who has a vision, a purpose, and a plan. And he is waiting to help you see that vision, purpose, and plan through. All you have to do is to revisit with him. When you sit down to look at that list and you look at the list of your failures, this is a time when you should be asking him, Lord, what is it that I didn't do that you wanted me to do? I'm here listening, Lord. I'm listening to the direction that you're giving to me. And whatever that is, whether it's writing a book, starting a business, starting a nonprofit, changing your job, um, opening up a youth center, whatever it is. Once you align with him and you sit down with him and discuss this plan, failure will be inevitable, but giving up is not an option. You may fall, but as long as you get up, then there is a road that leads to success. And this journey will end with your prosperity, with your growth, with your improvement, and with, what, with whatever God has called you to do. I'd like to thank you for listening today. Again, if you want any more information um, about me, you can go to my website, www.sheology.com follow me on facebook and instagram at sheology subscribe to my podcast listen when you go on facebook or instagram write me a comment let me know how um, you feel about the podcast is there a subject that you would like to hear uh, me discuss or someone you would like to hear me interview i would really appreciate your feedback i love you guys i'm so glad that you're here with me and i can't wait until next week stay blessed and highly favored god bless you